Hey, everyone. Welcome to Write On Radio. My name is Jeff, and I want to thank you for being here. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode today. And why am I doing this? Well, we're in the final days of 2022 right now, uh, just a couple days before Christmas is when I'm actually recording this. And I'm going through some of my notes that I'm arranging some product, uh, some projects that I'm planning on working on next week. And I'm going through some old stuff and I just thought there's some things that I want to share with you. Because, you know, as we go into a new year, it's always good to concentrate on being better. And, you know, there's a lot of people this time of year in particular that go through sadness, you know, myself, winter, <laughs> it's not my happy time, for instance. So I need to work on myself. And, and there's some things I think you're going to learn from this. And many of you might know that you know, prior to becoming a podcaster, I obviously worked in the professional world, uh, worked in entertainment and in audio and things like that. But I was also a professional speaker, uh, somewhat of a motivational speaker, although I wouldn't really say motivational. Uh, I wanted to be a helpful speaker. And I'm an author, uh, which I don't talk about very much on the podcast. And I'm just going through some notes and, uh, you know, looking at my, the book I wrote back in, I believe it was 20, at the end of 2018 is when it came out. Yeah, yeah, the end of 2018. I had to think about that for a second. I actually released it on uh, on my birthday, so i just counting back the years. And there's some stuff in it that I want to share with you today, and I think if you consider these words and if you even take notes, uh, it's going to be helpful to you and probably some people that are around you. And we know that, well, let me just put up the first slide and I'm just going to get into it. So uh, I think you're going to find this very interesting. So the first thing that you need to really come to grips with is you are both physical and spiritual. And by the way, when I wrote my book, I wrote it to a secular audience, but I think you're going to see that I incorporate many biblical principles, and I'm going to read some of it to you today, uh, some excerpts from my book. And also, um, you're going to see how I really did put the gospel uh, message into some of these things are pieces of the gospel. Why? Because God's God designed us. He created us. He knows how we work. So why not refer to the instruction manual? Uh, and of course, a lot of people don't want to read that. So I repackaged it and I use language that many people will understand like attraction and things like that in my book. Uh, but I think you're going to see it was quite clever how I did it. So you are both physical and spiritual. You're alive because you have a spirit in you. You have a soul. Your soul is kind of your heart, your emotions. Your spirit is actually your life and your your thoughts and, you know, stuff that goes beyond emotion. It's your communication. Um, and, of course, you're in a physical shell, and we all have that reality. But when I talk about things being spiritual as well, I just want you to remember, on a very basic level, 
if you think a thought, is that spiritual or is it physical? Well, you can't touch a thought. So I'm going to suggest to you that it is spiritual. And I have an old saying, if you knew how powerful your thoughts were, you would never want to think a bad thought again. Before I forget, if you please hit the thumbs up and uh, give this video a like. I'm probably not going to keep this video up for very long. Um, so share it if you want other people to see it. Otherwise, it'll probably be gone fairly soon. But so you are both spiritual and physical. And I talked about the soul as well, which is emotional. And, you know, when I've broken this down using scientific guides on emotions and emotional states, there's actually, you know, probably about 30 to 40 uh, really tangible emotional states that someone could be in. And I just picked five, kind of the, the extremes. But what's important is, you know, when you're feeling down, it's hard to give someone a pep talk, for instance. If you're really hurting, you don't really want to go and uh, and help someone as much. It's just doesn't come to your mind. And when we're feeling down, quite honestly, misery loves company. We, I know you've been there. I've been there. When you're feeling miserable, you don't want to be better. You want to feel sorry for yourself. And there's really easy ways to pick yourself up and change your emotional state. One of those, I'm telling, as simple as it sounds, just stand up and do some jumping jacks if you're able. Believe me, that will actually bring you up one level or one emotional state. It's really quite simple. There's so many things you can do. And uh, I won't get into it too much in detail in this one because I'm going to cover some other things. But um, if you ever meet me in person, you'll know that I kind of meet you where you're at. And then by the time we finish our conversation, most times I should say, you'll be just a little bit higher in your emotional state. And it's not manipulation or anything like that. It's really just part of my relational being now. Uh, you know, I've been training myself to, to do these things and I want to be a good uh, impact on the world and those around me. And so I really do try to act out these things that I talk about. So I'm going to talk about some emotional states here. And by the way, I'm just doing this off the cuff. Uh, I used to have this a much more polished presentation, but I just last minute, I wanted to do this for you. And, you know, it's just the right time of year. So let's talk about some emotional states. I call them five scripts of being. Of course, we think that we're living in a scripted reality. I, I think there's a book that details the beginning to the end. Uh, some people say we're watching a movie and we're just playing a part in it. And I think there's truth in you know those statements. But what is the, the emotional script that you're running off of? And I'm just going to, for the purposes of this conversation, again, I'm just going to point out five, but the lowest 
one in this particular episode episode is trepidation. And you've probably met people there. They're scared. They're scared to go outside. They're scared to go do things. Um, they're just generally down. It's like it's like the world is ending for these people. And quite honestly, when you're in emotion, that emotional state, your world is ending. Uh, you're probably going to start to get more medical problems. You're, there's all kinds of things that come from the stresses of life and those fears. And my definition of fear, uh, for those of you who follow along, I've always maintained it's your failure to confront your future. So a person in trepidation isn't even, they're not confronting their future. They're not confronting their present. They're just scared. They're sitting back, huddled in. You don't want to be there. The next one is weariness. Oh, and we, every one of you knows someone here. You might not know someone in trepidation or not as common. You might've met someone in trepidation during your life, but everyone knows someone who is weary. Have you ever heard these words? I can't wait till I retire. <laughs> you know, first of all, just wanting to retire. It sounds good because you've been programmed to want to retire. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm supposed to work in my cubicle or at my crappy day job all my life. And then eventually when I turn this age, I can retire and then do nothing. And then just slowly start to die. Work is a holy and everlasting calling. And when you stop working, when you stop thinking, when you stop using your mind, when you stop actually taking action, going out and doing things, you just start disintegrating. But people are weary. Life has beat me up so much. I don't know what to do. Again, you can just go up a simple stage. Stand up, do some jumping jacks. Do some kind of physical activity. Do a quick walk on the spot. It doesn't matter. Do something to get yourself a little bit out of that funk. Again, there's more advanced ways to bring people out of these things or up to a higher level, but I just want you to know these basic scripts or states of being that we exist in, and I want you to know what's possible. The next one. This is the most common one. This is where probably 80 to 90% of the population live reactionaryism you're just re reacting to life you wake up in the morning you make your coffee you go to work you come home you might put on the tv you might do something else you might go shopping very routine you're reacting to life it's really that simple and by the way most people here can live a good life. You can have a house. You might even have a cottage. You might take vacations a few times a year. But you're still only reacting to life. And when you only just react to life, your life is actually getting worse as you get older. Let me explain this. I'm going to spend just a moment on this one because this is where 
most people are. As you get older, does your health get better? No. It tends to decline as you get into your older years. Have taxes gone down? Do you have more money in your pocket? Well, typically as we get older, we do have more money in our bank and stuff like that. But it's going to start going away because you're just reacting. If going to a job, you're going to a job most times because you need money to survive. You're reacting to life. Why not create money? Why not create your own economy? Or, and there's nothing wrong with having a job. We need people to have jobs. Make no mistake. We need people to go out and do things that serve the greater community in many, many capacities. But why not have something on the side that just makes you money with no effort? It's easy to do. There's tons of available opportunities. Little to no, you always have to put some effort in, but you know, you can set something up and just have money coming in. Why not do that? So reactionaryism, you're actually going downhill. Now, a couple steps up. And this one uh, is called discriminating. It sounds snooty, I know. But bear with me. A discriminating person isn't reacting to life. They're taking in all that life has to give to them. They're living life in the moment. They're thinking about the future, but they're living life in the moment. And they see the beauty. Someone who's discriminating can be captivated by a sunset. Someone who's just reactionary, yeah, that's a beautiful sunset, and goes in. But someone with discriminating values will look at that and just be in awe. Look at God's creation. Smell those trees. Hear that creek water going by. Appreciate fine art. Or <laughs> even in my case, fine motorcycles. <laughs> I, I think they're pieces of art. <laughs> uh, and I really, really appreciate uh, things like that. Musical instruments is something else I'm passionate about and uh and i love the art form of them i love what they can do i love what they can do in someone's life and to other people's lives so being discriminating it's not that hard to do if you're just in that reactionary mode perhaps try to be a little bit discriminating and the final one the top one one that we should all want to get to and this is emotional states. So these are scripts and your state of being. I'm going to get to the mind control part in just a second. It's going to be powerful. And that's where I'm going to read from some of my book. But the top emotional state to be in is simply blessedness. The person who is blessed is able to work the way the world was designed to work. The person who is blessed, and it's not all about money, folks. It's not about the amount of money you have, but it plays a part. 
blessedness really comes from a state of mind. And if you have the right state of mind, you'll start to have the right amount of money to do it. But blessed is you can just bless people all the time. You can, because God's kingdom, the way God created this earth is we're supposed to sow and reap. It's blessed to be able to give. And when you give, just God's law, you just kind of receive. But it's just this state of being, walking in oneness with the creator. If you've, if you are a faith-based person and you've just really been in that moment when the Holy Spirit fills you up and you're walking on a cloud, essentially, that's a, that's a blessed state of being to be in. Let me know what you think of these things so far. Uh, put in some comments. It does help the channel. And remember, uh, to if you want someone else to see this, you'll want to share it because I'm not going to keep it up for long. Um, mind control, negative mind control. I got to put on my glasses to see my notes here a little bit better. Um, I've put up a graph for those of you who are just listening uh, on Podbean or whatever, uh, Apple, Spotify, whatever service you're on. And it's a triangle. And the triangle is split into four parts. And the four parts are uh, triangles as well. <laughs> I used the shape specifically for negative mind control. And in the middle of this pyramid is you. And all around you is kind of, well, at the, at the bottom on the left is your fears. And people have fear. It's part of the human experience. And on the right, it's emotions. And at the top is knowledge and wisdom. Because if you really have knowledge and wisdom, you can overcome fears and emotions. Knowledge and wisdom. I'm giving this for a general audience. You'll see where I'm going. Um, so what are some fears? Well, they're pretty simple. There's a fear of death, probably the number one fear. Uh, fear of poverty. I know my audience doesn't have this. I know, but it's worth listing out. So there's a fear of death. It's a fear of poverty. A fear of criticism. A fear of bad health. And fear of old age. You know, I didn't do the things I should have done. It's regret. Those are just some of the fears. There's lots more. You know, people could say fear of heights, fear of this, fear of that. But I'm talking more on an emotional level here. Because your emotions, for many people, write this down. Your emotions are controlling how you think. But the reason knowledge and wisdom is on top in this pyramid, it's because the way you think should control your emotions. 
See, the world's got it upside down, and they purposely do this. This is how they mind control the mass population. They lead people by your emotion. God doesn't do that. It's by his word. His word is knowledge of him, what he's given us, and his wisdom. Just read the Proverbs. Even if you're a non-believer, read one proverb a day. You'll get the wisdom of God, and your life will be so much better. So let's look at some of the negative mind control emotions that are pushed through the propaganda media upon all of society. Pride. Oh, I'm proud of you, son. It's not a bad word, not a bad thing to say, but they teach pride so badly. They also teach lust. Notice these are negative emotional things that are pushed on us that are controlling the way a lot of people think pride lust gluttony oh is that a problem in western society look at pictures from the 60s and 70s now look at a crowd picture from 2022 tell me if gluttony isn't a problem greed that's the spirit of mammon, folks. Greed. Even parents these days are so selfish, they're greedy. They're, what parent wouldn't put their child first? It's a lot of parents don't put their child first in today's society. Greed. Sloth. Is, uh, is our youth harder working than previous generations? Sloth is a very real thing, folks. Laziness. What about wrath? Don't get mad. Get even. That's what the world teaches you. There's even so many movies about wrath. A lot of movies are made, most maybe, are made about wrath, about lust, gluttony, greed, pride, and envy. Oh, yeah to be envious of what your neighbor has. You see, the world is pushing all of these on us and it's programming the mass population. Remember, 90% of people are in reactionary mode. of emotional state of being and people are allowing their emotions to control their thoughts. The exact opposite of the way God intended us to be. So what's the solution? So I did write a book called Affinity to Affluence, and I don't advertise the book on my channel. It is available on Amazon. I think I've mentioned it maybe once before uh, in the over two years of broadcasting. And it's not that I'm ashamed of the book. I just didn't want this broadcast to be about me. Um, and because I'm listing the book here, this is the reason I'm going to be deleting this program uh, from because I just don't want it to be out there, folks. Um, okay, I'm going to read something that I called A Steep Gradient, and it's from page 48 of my book, and then I'm going to continue as we go on. Uh, but from my book, page 48, 
here is the shortcut to addressing your fears and weaknesses with knowledge and wisdom. Learning is not always as it seems. One of the best ways to gain knowledge is to remove the false realities that reinforce your fears and weaknesses plaguing you. Most of your fears and weaknesses have been planted in you by other people and past events. Because of these things, you always react to situations based on the emotional or fearful data that resides in your subconscious. You can read a ton of books and attend seminars, but it's actually removing these things by using fact and truth that will allow wisdom and knowledge to flow and expand. That's just an excerpt. I'm going to read a little bit more as we continue. So now I'm going to continue to talk about mind control because we've talked about emotions and how to control our emotions. And most people are thinking based on their emotions. But if we're supposed to be thinking and controlling our emotions with our thinking, then let's look at mind control. And again, for those of you who are just listening, I've put a circle uh, in the center of a graph and it says mind. And on top of it are, well, to the north, south, east, and west, essentially, of it are some letters. The first one is E. The next letter is F. The next letter is W. And the fourth letter is B. So these are things that are all around your mind. Let's start with the first one. E stands for emotions. Just talked about emotions. The next one is fears. So your emotions feed your fears. And then the one thing that you need, that human characteristic to go forward, is your why. You need to know why, why these things are plaguing you and why you must move forward and why you need to make improvements in your life. For me, I want to provide better for my daughter and my grandsons than I had for myself. I want to... One of my whys is to do something that has everlasting meaning. I want my life to have had meaning. At the end of the day, there's a lot of whys that I have. What are your whys? What are the things that drive you? So, but then the next stop on our little circle is barriers. 
and whenever you are doing something meaningful. If it's a, just to use an illustration, if you're to look at a football field, there's a hundred yards. And whatever that meaningful thing is that you're trying to do, you know, one of the main reasons you're wise, you're wise in life. When you get almost all the way there, you've put in all the effort, you've done everything. You're at the 80-yard line, touchdown is just ahead. You're almost there. But when you're on that 80-yard line, you're going to run into a barrier. It happens every time, particularly with entrepreneurs, by the way. And this is where you're tested. You will always be tested. And all you have to do is overcome that test. And you're right there. You're walking right into the end zone. But sadly, most people don't make meaningful change in their life. Even the way we think and our emotions. Because we get a barrier. And that barrier, even in just your thinking and emotions, it could be just remembering what someone said to you years ago. You're no good at that. You're not meant for that. Or whatever it is. And we come to that barrier. It could be psychological. could be physical. But you will hit a barrier. And just like the 80-yard line, 80% of people will just fail. And they'll just go back to being in their reactionary life. Is this good? Can I get a thumbs up? All right. Next slide. <clears throat> so how do we transform this outer circle? So for those of you who are listening, uh, it's still the mind in the center, but the letters have changed in the circles around it. And it's uh, E, F, W, but R. So the B has changed the R. So we always are going to have emotions, folks. It's just part of our life. But instead of having fears, why not turn them into fruits? And I'm going to give you a definition of fruits in a moment. And then convert your why into willpower. You have to have the willpower to get past that barrier. And when you do, you're going to have results. See, I'm just a simple guy. I look at simple ways of understanding how we function and how we're designed. And you'll notice that uh, those fears, those emotions, and these fruits, I get them all from the Bible, but they're true. So let me read you what I put in my book about these things. I think you'll find it interesting. Remember, this is designed for a secular audience. 
Um, and for if you're not a believer and you're watching this, I am a man of great faith. So the first fruit is love. Love conquers all things. Love can do no wrong. God is described as love. When you love someone and your heart gets broken, you might think that there's a negative consequence of love. I've heard people say, I can never love again. It hurts too much. Well, this is precisely uh, what the wrong attitude. Love does conquer all things. The way to overcome a hurt is to love again. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of course, love brings joy. And there's no law against joy. We are meant to have joy in our lives. This is one of the greatest purposes, is to spread our joy to our fellow humans in this world. And even to animals. I had to throw that in, as I'm a big animal lover. And my dog, for instance, brings so much joy to me, and I know I give him joy. Joy is something worth practicing. Peace. There is no law against it. Peace is something the world is longing for. When everyone is asked, if you could have one thing, world peace is one of the top things that come to mind. Why do we want that? Well, because it's an ideal way to live. This means practicing peace in your life, in your relationships, even being at peace with your money, not feeling envy, not feeling lust, avoiding mammon. Peace overcomes these things. Forbearance is another key word. There is no law against. Forbearance means that even if you are owed something, you don't necessarily have to collect. It's the ability to pass on by and let it go. Many people would call, complain. They'd spend hours and hours in their life complaining. But if you're okay to accept it and just move past it, you will have more peace and joy. Which means you will have more love. See how this works? Kindness is it is important. It's easy to say, I love everybody. But what about when you first meet someone and there's friction? Maybe they have a bad attitude. It's hard to immediately love them. But ideally, you can practice kindness. There is no law against kindness. There is no law against goodness. There is no law against gentleness, of course, and one that is significant to all the above beautiful fruits of the Spirit is self-control. If you're in control of your mind, your body, and your actions, you can share a lot more love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and gentleness. And the last one is patience. Patience is good to have in your life. If you're patient with others, most likely will be patient with you.
I'm going to stop there because I just covered all the fruits. I go on to say a few more things about patience, but I will uh, leave it there. I hope this was enjoyable for you. A little bit different. If you want me to do more things like this, let me know. And uh, I'm actually thinking between Christmas and New Year that I'm going to just do some more positive stuff because the news wears us down, folks. And, you know, there's a, we all want to be better people. And there's more to life than just what's happening in the world. And so this life is about, well, for me, it's about serving the kingdom, serving God, but it, that really means about serving man and helping one another in life. So I thank you for watching this. And by the way, I'm going to probably do something special on this, but I don't tune out just yet. I got to say this. Um, folks, many of you have joined my libertystand.com. There's more of you that have not. This is the end of December of 2022. There's something remarkable coming in January. You want to stand up with the little guy? You want to join what we're doing? And I'm telling you, there's something really special. And you'll want to be ready to go. Uh, so I'm going to be working during uh, between Christmas and New Year's and sign up and, you know, myself for, or, you know, just a couple trusted people. Many of them, by the way, have been the people who call you have been on right on radio. So you're going to recognize, you know, uh, when someone calls you and uh, we want to reach out to you, join what we're doing and be locked and loaded for this announcement that's coming first week of January. You want to be there. Go to mylibertystand.com. Hope you enjoyed this. May God bless each and every one of you richly during this holiday season. <laughs>